At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Good morning, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that is the response of a man who had Colin Morikawa in a golf tournament this weekend. I do believe. Yeah, I guess we have to talk about that this hour, don't we? Yeah, I guess. Um, so for those who are tuning in here for the first time when we get to the postseason, we will do a sort of makeshift guessing lines, but we will do so in hour number two. Chrissy will join us. We give him an extra hour to sleep in wild card and division round weekend. So last two uh, weeks of Chrissy uh, doing the whole guessing lines thing. Uh, but we will do that, and we'll go through each game sort of uh, of the teams that have advanced in, in detail as we normally do in, in hour number two. We'll get to uh, Survivor Talk this hour, and yes, we will get to Kelly Bidlin's, I mean, start a, it'd be one thing if the golf season was almost over and you could take a break, Kelly, but this is how it starts. You yeah, okay? That, that was my tweet to someone last night. I'm like, well, thank God the season's over. I'll take a break for a bit, reset no. mentally. Oh, no, it's just the beginning. Never mind. And this on the heels of you having like 100 second place a finishes last year. A dozen tournaments last year where I had an outright finish in second place or T-second. All right, we'll get into the details of that. For those who are, who are immersed in football, you're like, what are they talking about? Well, Kelly will tell you all about it coming up. By the way, I'm functioning at about 75 80%. Thanks for asking. I think the voice will get through. Yeah, you're uh man, you're still hurting, huh? It is the slowest moving ailment <laughs> in history. Glacial pace through the body. Right, do we need to set a uh, a set a total today? No, no, I'm good. I'm gonna make it through today. I we're, think you are. I think we're to. past that. If stage. I had to set one though, I'm gonna go <laughs> eight thirty two Okay. Thirty and a half. All right, so there's so many there's so many places to start. By the way, people are totally betting on this downstairs. If if we're yeah. if we're gonna start somewhere today and we will get into all the uh all the amazing things that happened yesterday. And by the way, let's just say this about the NFL, just macro. God, am I going to miss this in February? Like, two things can be true at the same time. One, God, am I going to miss this in February? And two, at the same time, and Kelly, I am certain I am not being prisoner of the moment here this year, but this has been consistent with all of the power rankings we've done all year long, except for last week we didn't do any for obvious reasons. But there are so many Drek teams in the NFL that I would argue that even next week, even this coming week of wildcard weekend, can't absorb them all. Oh, totally. Three will get through to division round week. There's, there's legitimately five good teams. The rest are laden with question marks. 
But yet, as I said, February, I'll be dreaming of this. Uh, you're right. Yeah. No, you, you are absolutely right. Yeah. This is we, Me and you talk about this a lot, but a lot off air. But it's the people can't hold two thoughts in their mind. And say, yep. Both are absolutely true. These upcoming games this weekend are, are horrible. That was your they first, are god-awful. Your first reaction when they put up the that screen. That was my first reaction. You're like, oh my God, it, it really is true. Like, uh, I don't like, even like games that we think are going to be tight. Don't mean they're going to be good. Like I don't really care to watch them. Uh, here, by the way, are just the overall odds. So I guess we should reset for for the Super Bowl title for conference odds. No surprise, the Chiefs uh, amongst the AFC teams. We'll do them in seeding form here. Uh, plus three fifty to win it all are the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills are four to one. The Bengals are plus eight fifty. I'm not sure if uh, I agree necessary with that separation between those three teams. Uh, I'd probably put the Bills more towards the middle of the Chiefs and the Bengals, but oh well, that's what it is. And then you see everybody else starting with the Chargers, 20 to 1 to win it all. Um, cut those in half, generally speaking, to win the conference, the uh, Dolphins, 61. That's the other thing about this, these post, this postseason, which has bled in from the regular season. And again, the second most backup quarterbacks ever to uh, start during an NFL season. We don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. I'm going to have to have a line that is, you know, the, the Tua slash Teddy Bridgewater line versus the Skylar Thompson line. We do not know what the Baltimore Ravens quarterback situation is. As of last night, Mike Florio already, you know, saying, and he's tapped into the Baltimore organization, he's saying they have no idea if Lamar Jackson is playing next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson, who has missed five games already, and obviously has the uh, the contract issues on the side. So that's the uh, stuff in the AFC. Do we have the NFC real quick, by the way, as well? Yeah, I believe we do. I, th- I think it's far more of an unknown on the Baltimore side. Yes. Don't you agree? Like that I is think a, so. I think so, but who knows? I've, like, I really don't know yeah. what to expect out of the Ravens uh, this week in that Lamar Jackson situation. I, I believe two is not going to play. Two, but... two is one thing because it's a concussion you never know. Right. Yeah. Teddy's the finger. Uh, Eagles and Niners, uh, both the short shots in the NFC, among NFC teams, I should say, to win the Super Bowl, plus 550 each, and then everybody else is double digits, led by the Cowboys, who could not have looked more awful yesterday. Among the many stories coming out of yesterday is how Brandon Staley, you know, decided to play everybody. You know, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, they played the entire game. Justin Herbert didn't get subbed in for until the 11-plus minute mark left in the fourth quarter. And so Brandon Staley is appropriately catching the most heat. But I would argue, I would argue that someone like Mike McCarthy is coming out of that unscathed. Like, I get it. The Cowboys technically had something to play for yesterday. And sure, maybe you start your regulars. But as soon as you look up at the scoreboard and you see that the Eagles are rolling against the Giants— and that your team looks god-awful. And maybe, by the way, that's the counter-argument, that your team looks so god-awful that you wanted them to stay in and, and get their reps. But I would argue Mike McCarthy was just as guilty as Brandon Staley, and yet he's unscathed for it. I really would. Maybe not just as, because technically they had a shot at it. But as soon as you look up at the scoreboard, and the Eagles are up 19 and nothing, and I get it, it got closer. Pull these guys. Tom Brady played for almost a half. He doesn't usually get hurt because he gets rid of the ball so quick. That's, that's a thing. But I do think that Brandon Staley justifiably got the most of it, but he was not alone. By the way, Brandon Staley on keeping all of those players in in a game that was meaningless once the Ravens lost earlier in the day. We only get, we only get two practice squad elevations for the game, and you have to put a team out there. And you can't decide when you're having to play a football game 
who isn't going to play and who is going to play and how you're going to subtract this. You got to go out there and play the football game because we don't have, this isn't the preseason where you have 90 guys to choose from. You only have 48 players to choose from. So you have to go out there. You have to field a football team. And so we did it the best we could. We wanted to play well in the game and then we wanted to be safe for next week. And that's what we did. Word salad. Kelly is what that was. You can't pick and choose who's not, who's not going to play. Yeah, you can. You're the head coach. You, you, you could sit your quarterback, who's a pretty dang important position. Mike Williams carted off in the second quarter. Joey Bosa. <sighs> Growing injury. I mean, Mike, Mike Williams. I kind of rolled my eyes when I first saw him. Like, this guy can't. He him can't and Keenan Allen field. cannot stay on the field can't together. The field. It's one of the most incredible things yeah. I've ever seen in sports. But then that was my first reaction. The second reaction, what's he doing out there in the first place? Yeah. Right? What is he doing out there? And and our buddy Matt Brown from uh, Final Countdown, formerly of Primetime Action, he he Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni, weekdays four p.m. Eastern, right here in Visa. Uh, he was saying also via text, he said, you know, these guys talk about the only thing that matters is winning the Super Bowl, right? Well, if that's the only thing that matters. What are you doing? Yeah. Yep. What are you doing? All right. Let's. It's, uh, kind, of, it's kind of one of those like I don't you know I know it's a weird comparison, but it's when people freak out about the NBA and load management stuff. Yeah. It's well, if I was in the coach's shoes, I can't really argue with it. I know it sucks for us as fans and betters and all that. Yeah. But if that's the goal, right? The goal is to win it all. What what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, and that's basketball, right? And you're dealing with a whole generation of people who saw Michael Jordan play 82 games nearly every year and win six championships. So there's a whole generation of us that are going to be like, well, it's basketball play. Football's a different story. Not that you can't get hurt on a basketball court. Anyway, Brandon Staley, I wanted to love you, but good God. Uh, it's me too. Yeah. Right? I think all of, all of us gamblers, we want to love this guy. But So let me, let me talk about a couple of wards. We'll get, we'll get into all these games from yesterday and the, uh, the games coming up next week, uh, coming up on the show. And we'll talk college football with Chris Felica here momentarily, the national championship tonight. And Bud Elliott joins us for 24-7 Sports to talk about the natty between uh, Georgia and TCU. By the way, Felica on the cusp, maybe, of winning the Humans uh, football challenge. Yeah. <sighs> Took a step back, though, but he's got a shot he at did, it. Yeah, he did enter this weekend with the lead, right? He'll, he'll give us all the details okay. here coming up. Yeah, I think he's got a shot. So, Offensive Rookie of the Year, sir. Okay, before we talk about the award, let's just have a conversation as if we weren't doing a betting show. Who in your heart of hearts do you think is actually the best rookie? This is a completely side conversation. It has nothing to do with the awards. Who in your heart of hearts do you think was actually the best rookie this year? Damian Pierce. I'm going to say George Pickens. Okay. Okay. I think Pickens is going to be like the best of the bunch. I was just, I was going to say it's Damian Pierce, and then I think it's several wide receivers before I get to the next person. Who do you think will win and should win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, I think Walker will win it. I don't know who should win it. I, am, I think it's tough. I am convinced that Brock Purdy is going to win this award. Now, full disclosure, I have a plus 750 on Brock Purdy. Some people have better numbers. But I believe that they are so quarterback loving voters, and justifiably so, that even having played in six games and started five of them, he is going to win this award. Yes, it would be unprecedented, but I think he's going to do it. Now, what about comeback player of the year? Who's winning that? Uh, Gino. I do, too. I, on this show, we have never wavered. We think Geno Smith is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Now, it got, it got a little dicey. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with Saquon winning it. But I think Gino will get it. Gino, here's the thing. 
voters have to go back to how they felt about Geno Smith before this season started. He had a career of suckitude. People made fun of him. And Geno Smith ended up setting the Seattle Seahawks franchise record for passing yards. All those Russell Wilson seasons, and I know that most of them were 16 games. But still, he sets the Seattle Seahawks passing yardage record. By the way, leads the uh, NFC, in, or the NFL, rather, in completion percentage for what that's worth. But also the Seattle Seahawks, this just in, are headed to the postseason. Yeah, and that matters a lot. Geno Smith is so clearly the comeback player of the year. The last- that's where you can't compare positions, right? On two playoff teams, you can't compare a running back to a quarterback. To me, it's not even close. I will, after the break, before we talk to Felica, I do want to put in one comeback player of the year caveat, and it has to do with the voting mechanics. Let me say that again, the voting mechanics. Talk about that after the break. Felica joins us to talk about the natty. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download the Badass Premier Sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1 800 4700. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Before we get to uh, Chris Felica, Fox's Chris Felica, Kelly, it should be noted. That's right. Should we refer to him that way every time we. Uh, we uh, I believe, yes, I believe you should. Fox Sports is Chris Felica. It's Fox Sports is Chris Felica. Before we get to Chris, uh, one last word on the awards. So again, I think it's Brock Purdy, if for no other reason, because no other player really just like completely distinguished themselves in a rookie crop. And then two, about comeback player of the year, I don't think there's any doubt it's Geno Smith, but I do want to this one caveat to this, and this is from our own Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, who did a little comeback player of the year research. 2015, Ryan Tannehill won with 16 first place votes to 15 for Jimmy G. So, 16 out of 50 first place votes. 2013, Philip Rivers won with 13 of 50 votes. Second and third place got eight. 
first place votes. Fourth got six. In 2007, Greg Ellis, who could forget that comeback? Oh, yeah. Greg Ellis won with 12 votes. And in 2003, eight first place votes out of 50 won it. So I guess just that one caveat that the point is, it don't take much to win this award in many, in many cases. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can I translate this? Go to yeah. speak for Jason. All it takes, Gil, That's right. is a few voters to believe in <laughs> that's right. What's the, going? Uh, our center gates. That's right. And that's all it's going to take to cash that ticket. You beat me to my bunch line. <laughs> so it's anybody's guess who could win this thing. It could even be Nick Gates. God he's, bless Jason. Still, he's been holding down hope. He's been it. fighting this good fight all year long. He's texting it through. He's going to get there for me. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fox Sports. Is Chris Felica? He is still the bear, cocaine bear. Chris Felica, how you doing, man? I, I, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing better this morning than I was uh, was yesterday after the the, the Colts, the Broncos couldn't uh, clinch the uh, the circuit invitational for me. But no, it was a good morning. I went out and and, and went to the uh, Dunkin' Donuts and got my wife a latte and my iced tea. And, oh, nice. and someone actually in front of me. Someone, someone in front of me actually paid my bill. <laughs> did a little, did a little play, pay it forward for me. So uh, they, they must have known I had a bad day. And of course, I uh, I, I didn't pay it for it myself. So, okay. Uh, so maybe maybe you maybe you should go to Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, and maybe someone will buy you a. A uh, hot tea with honey and lemon for your fruit. Maybe it's never quite happened to me, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, so I want to get to the TCU Georgia game, but let's. What you're referring to beyond the Starbucks part? What you're referring to is, and you set it up for us. What were you going into the final weekend of the Circa of the Circa Friday Football Invitational, the Matt Humans Invitational, as we like to call it? And where do you stand right now? I had 51 points entering entering the uh, the day on Saturday and. And during the day on Monday, I have 51 points. <laughs> but 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 it, it's still kind of the same situation. I, I just need Georgia to cover 12 or the game to go under tonight. And uh, and I win because I hold all of the, uh, the tiebreakers. So, yeah, but if, uh, if uh, the Colts wouldn't have given up a fourth and 20 touchdown or Brandon Staley wouldn't have been an idiot and decide to play his players and the <laughs> Broncos could have won by four, uh, it would be a little less stressful than tonight. So, uh yeah, I, I just need uh, Georgia or the under tonight, and we'll uh, and we'll get there. But but part of my strategy was as well, like you know, when if it came down to this, I have an opportunity to kind of guarantee myself some money, whether I win this thing or not. Right, but so we're, we're, we're doing okay. We're we're feeling we're feeling. I, I think we're going to get there. That was with at least one of them. Yeah, you could play TCU plus the points tonight if you wanted to. You could do all kinds of things on the side. I guess is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's your? But I want, I want, I want that jacket, and I want that title, damn it. Yes. And if you don't win, who does win? Chuck Adell wins. I, I believe, I believe it's going to be uh, Chuck Edel because he got to fifty-two last night with the uh, with the Lions. Okay. Which, which was a great pick, and I actually considered them too. But that was that was a uh, hell. Of, and by the way, Jim Salinas, by the way, five and zero yesterday. But and that was the great thing about the position I was in. I was playing all these guys' picks. So it was like, oh, like, okay, so maybe. So uh, maybe maybe I won't win, but at least uh, they had good weeks, and, and I, I was uh, playing their pitch as well, just in case they did have good days. So, uh, so we're okay. All right, Salinas five and zero, Kelly. You know what that? You know what that guy is? He's the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. That guy, James Salinas. There you go. So good. Damn right he is. So good. Um, okay, so let's say you don't have this handicapping challenge interest on Georgia, and maybe it doesn't matter if you do or not. Let's see how you feel about this game. If I come to you from the future. And I say to you, oh, my God, Chris, 
Um, either I say TCU won it outright, or this game came down to the wire and TCU easily covered. What would be the events that happened? How do how would this game have gone to have reached that outcome? It would be Georgia's secondary was completely to the um, and Quentin Johnston and the other, and Matt Nixon had big games. Uh, it would be Stetson Bennett made a couple of poor mistakes, and uh, Joe Gillespie's defense for TCU forced him into some turnovers. Uh, it would be uh, Darnell Washington did not play for for Georgia. It would be uh, Georgia's outside linebacker whose name is uh, escaping my mind right now. He did not play. I think a lot of things have to happen tonight. For, uh, for TCU to be in this game. And, and, and you think that none of that will happen. You think Georgia will roll here. How do you think this actually goes? I, I do. I, I don't think this is a very close game. But I think this game is going to kind of mimic the way that Georgia-Tennessee regular season game went. Remember a couple of months ago, it was like, oh, how, how is Georgia slow down Tennessee and Hooker and that offense? And it was just a slow, methodical beating where Georgia just kind of ran the ball right down the throat and controlled the clock, and Tennessee just could do nothing on offense. You're going to play eight quarters, and they wouldn't score 28 points. I think it's going to kind of be the same thing tonight. I think after getting that exhale against Ohio State, I think you're going to see Georgia's offense kind of call a little bit more of a complimentary kind of game plan to help their help their defense against the TCU offense, which can put up points, but at the same time, if you can find uh, Kendra Miller, who's a, who's a starting running back who got hurt against Michigan, like I don't, I can't see him being 100. percent He might not even play. Like in the last month or so, he's been responsible for like 35, 40 percent of their carries and their targets in the passing game. Like, like if he's not there, and that's that's one less weapon that George is going to have to worry about. But but I, I think you're going to see a, a lot of running, a lot of quarterback run. Um, and a lot more Bowers over the middle. We've seen as well, I know, take the Ohio State game out because Ohio State's a different animal. They're more like an SEC team in terms of roster composition. If you go back over the last couple of years when Georgia has faced a non-conference team that's been like a top 10, top 15 type team, they've really shut them down, whether it was Michigan last year, whether it was Clemson, uh, Oregon to start the year as well. I just have the ultimate trust that Kirby Smart and that defensive staff is going to figure out a way to, to slow this team down. And, yeah, I, I can see something along the lines of like 34, 17, uh, somewhere in, in that range. I unfortunately don't think it's going to be a, a super competitive game tonight for everyone to watch. Is it, I mean, I'll just sort of ask this in general. Is it better in some weird way, I mean, in some sort of macro way for TCU to make a game of this or win this outright? Like, what's the best outcome for college football as a sport? Can we even say that and answer that question? Oh, the, the, best, the, best, the best outcome for the sport is TCU winning. Because I, I think it shows that you can win a national title off of a, a five and seven year last year or whatever they were. And you really didn't overhaul the roster in the transfer portal. You don't have a bunch of five stars. It's more of the college basketball model where you've got the, the upperclassmen coming back and playing all together. And you had a Heisman finalist at quarterback. Uh, but, but it also it helps the Big 12 Conference, which is losing Texas and Oklahoma. Now you have a, a bell cow in TCU, TCU, which was in the Mountain West what, 10 years ago, or whatever, maybe a little longer than that by now. 
but they won the national championship. They beat Georgia, who has more five-stars in their roster than basically anyone. You beat the defending national champion. You did it, and it kind of supports the claim as to see this is why we're going to expand the playoff. Yeah. Teams like this do deserve a shot. Teams like this can win, and the fans will be all excited about it. So like, the best result by far would be TCU winning the national championship. Especially on the heels of the expanded playoffs, as you say. Okay, so uh, Chris expects a Georgia roll today. Um, what's your number, minus 12.5 or minus 13? What would you get it out for the contest? Uh, 12, 12, I got it at 12. 12. I got it at 12. At 12. Yeah, I got it at 12. Okay. And, you're t- and, and I, I would think I would think it just because I, 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 I figured it was going to wind up closing probably tonight north of that. So I figured at least I was going to get the best. I, I would expect a lot of Georgia money to come in today. That, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. Georgia covers or the under hits. Chris Felica is your uh, Matt Humans first annual Circa Friday Football Invitational Champ. We wish you luck, man. Good luck to you. You want that belt? root for you. I, I, I do. I, I, I want the jacket. And by the way, we buried the headline. Steelers didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> but Mike Tomlin still has never had a losing season. What? What? I know. That's I, impossible. Was, I hear you and Kelly, Kelly. Get back we gotta go. We gotta go. Do the research on that, Kelly. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. That is $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets. And all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. I would imagine that's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Mm-hmm. We get tweets at beating the book. Crazy Carl. Hey, Crazy Carl's tweeting. I don't know who that is. Uh, he, says, he says, I think a tremendous amount of credit should be given to Jim Irsay. He accomplished what Mrs. Wel- what Miss Welton attempted on Ted Lasso. Lose on purpose by hiring an incompetent coach. Also, Ted Lasso is just okay. When people tell you it's great, judge them accordingly. Couldn't agree more on Ted Lasso, Crazy Carl. Let the hate wash over me. <laughs> Blue Hen Bill. So is Lovey the only coach ever fired for winning a game? LOL. We'll get to that here momentarily. Jason H11. Uh, Kelly says, I'll take the under on Gil. He's one rant on this weekend's Plinko from completely losing his voice. <laughs> Doug Wedge. Hey, you got to set a line. I had to set a line. I'm going to get through it. Doug Wedge. Oh, we'll get to this, too, this segment. I also had Morikawa at 20 to 1, but never trusted it. Took Rom at 33 to 1 in play when Morikawa was up by seven strokes yesterday. He was at uh, some ridiculous number. Rom was the only one I thought that could ruin my day. Ended up with more in my account than I would have otherwise. Well, Doug Wedge, that is not going to be received kindly by Kelly Bidlin. Yeah. But good for you. I, I mean, dude, good for you. I mean, yeah, I he- I hedged off a bit, too, later, way later on. But I, with more cow up seven strokes, I don't know what, what, made you, what, what made you think that he would have ever lost that thing. Rick Ollier, Michael Jordan flu game, Kirk Gibson World Series uh, bomb game, Gilly's voice show. Great moments in sports history. Thank you. I am a hero. <laughs> a total hero. Eduardo, please crucify the Texans franchise from top to bottom. They are all stupid. You promised the fans change and to have hope, and yet let a coach who knows he's getting fired go out and screw them on the way out the door. Well, someone suggested this. I, for, I apologize for not uh, 
knowing the, the gentleman's name or whoever it was that suggested this on Friday via Twitter, that it was going to be Lovey's shot out the door yeah. to the franchise. Like, watch this. Watch us win. Here's the thing. Fourth and 12 and fourth and 20. And on the fourth and 20, the DB miss, kind of mistimes his jump because I'm like, oh, that's getting picked. Touchdown. And then they go for two and win. So now there's a, there's, there's a few things here. Like the, on, the only fourth and 20 uh, conversion this year, I believe. Carl <sighs> sent me a couple a couple tweets last night. It was like first fourth and 20 of the year, and then both teams converted a fourth and 10. That was the first time that happened this year. So a couple implications, some much more serious than others. First of all, in the Megapod, what that did was it ended up closing the season, Wishnev 30-22-2, and, and, and me 30-23. and 23. And remember, I picked the Bengals-Bills game, which didn't get completed. Should I not get an extra game to put it into a tie, percentage-wise? He had the he had the Texans, I had the Colts. That's what lost it for me. Wait, what are you saying? Should you not just get a tie added? Is no, that- should I get an extra game added in the postseason or something to try to get a percentage points tie? Because I, I played one less game in the end. I don't know, man. Okay, here's the That's big. Right, like, like, you know what I mean? I I I, I legitimately feel a little bad for these books. I never feel bad for the books of like, how do you grade some of this stuff? I don't know. So that that's the, you know, tongue in cheek thing. The real one is circus survivor circus survivor yesterday, three finalists, Brown or Brown a not sure how you pronounce it. Took the Jaguars, Jed entry name, took the Seahawks, the enemy within took the Colts. Oh boy. Now here's the thing as Dave Tooley, our own Dave Tooley reports, there was some sort of side chop. Now, I suggested last week, all last week, just all take the Jaguars and go home. Split it two point, you know, what is it, 2,044,000 plus. Yeah. They did some kind of chop on the side. We don't know the details. They have an NDA. But let's say, Kelly, let's say they all agreed to split, you know, all agreed to guarantee each other 1 million each, and then they would gamble on the rest of it. Oh, that's still a lot of money, mm-hmm. even if it's that. And if you're like, yeah, but Gilly won a million dollars. Yeah, but after taxes, it's kind of like after all that, you're like, uh, still good, but uh. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, uh, Brown, here's the point. Brown A got there because of a scoop and score late for the Jaguars. Jed gets there because there was a very questionable running into the kicker call on the Rams. Oh, amazing. The Seahawks were able to push overtime and get there. And in one of the more brutal bad beats ever, the enemy within, who remember was the guy who was a yard away in that Raiders Pittsburgh game when Kenny Pickett got the sneak for one yard, he ends up losing out on this. So Brown A and Jed, Brown A who had the Jaguars and Jed, just for technical purposes, they end up splitting the pot, each of whom, each of whom now gets on the ledger $3.066.5 million, dollars, three million sixty-six thousand five hundred dollars a piece at least on the ledger but we know that there's some chops so it's probably a little less than that the enemy within comes away with some and by the way there was many a hedging opportunity for all these right brown a could have played the titans plus the points jed could have played the rams plus the points and the enemy within could have played the texans plus the points yeah i mean this is this is how survivors should end though right I mean, this is what everybody else went through the entire year. You had you have someone who had one unbelievable loss, and you had two other guys 
that won games that maybe shouldn't have got there. I mean, it it it, it all takes you need lucky bounces to get through an entire uh, contest. And we like this. and we went through on Friday, in case you missed it, Thursday or Friday. Just how many absolute strokes of luck it required all yeah. of these entries to get there. It, Minimum a quarter of their seasons were just blind luck. And, and, is, and isn't this the best example of, yes, this is why you get in the room with two, the two other guys and figure out a, a settlement ahead of time. Yep. So I hope they made out. I, I hope the enemy within made out okay. I hope it wasn't too painful yesterday. Which brings us to something that was painful, ladies and gentlemen, and that is if you bet golf yesterday and you had Colin Morikawa like our friend Kelly Bidlin did, oh boy. Kelly, explain what the story was heading into the final round of the Century Tournament of Champions. Well, there wasn't much of a story, Gil, because Colin Morikawa had a co-share of the lead after round one and then breezed his way all the way into the final round, absolutely crushing the field, and went into the final round with a six-stroke lead. Uh, start the uh, final round. He goes, uh, John Rahm's second-to-last group. I believe he was second-to-last group. He bogeys whole one. Morikawa in the final group goes up there and birdies hole one. At this point, he has a nine-stroke lead over John Rahm, an eight-stroke lead over the field. Uh, I had it on a TV until about the seventh hole. At that point, he had a seven-stroke lead over over the uh, field. And, uh, Gil, we say never count your money early. And I, I was, uh, especially after last year with all those second-place finishes, I, was, I, I wasn't trusting anything, but I'm like, okay, this is... Morikawa's playing on an easy course. He's tearing it up. Seven-stroke lead on Sunday. I need to get NFL back on this other TV. Turn it off. Flip it back on about the 13th hole. Uh-oh. Starting to make up a little ground. Rom's cut the lead to four, I think it was. But even, though after, even after 13, I think it was five, wasn't it? Something yes. like that? Yes. So, yes. like, that's when I flip it on, right? It's still it's still, still got a big lead. Morikawa still hasn't bogeyed. Hasn't bogeyed at this point the entire tournament. And then it's three straight holes in a row. Bogey, 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 more. And then Rom, birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. And it starts to crash real quick. Can we show this graph? This is uh, Morikawa's yeah. meltdown via, uh, via graph. Yeah. As you can see, golf. that is unbelievable. There's this percentage chance to win. So the blue line, Morikawa, red line, Rom. Uh, wrote down a couple notes from this yesterday. So this is, of course, because I... You know, self-deprecating, right? You have to go back and look at this stuff. So at 12.40 p- uh, p.m., this is Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian time, uh, we are talking Warkawa 27 under through 8, John Rom 21 under through 10. Okay, at that point, Morikawa, 97.5% chance to win. Rom with a 1% chance to win. 97.5 ain't 100. It ain't 100. Fa- uh, skip ahead to 1.55 p.m., so an hour and 15 minutes later, we are at 20, minus 26 apiece. This is when I hedged. Morikawa with a 61.5% chance to win. Then Rahm with 38.2% chance to win. He was a whole ahead at the time. So that, that's when I hedged. I took plus 180 on John Rahm. Um, and then you take 15 minutes later. That's when Rahm moves to the favorite after he takes the lead and moves with a 74% chance to let's, win. Let's show the Ben Everill tweet if we could, Kelly, because this expresses it as well as anything. These are Colin Morikawa's odds after each hole yesterday. And as Ben Everill at B. Everill PGA Tour says, nowhere else do you get these types of swings. Look at his number after the 10th hole. Yep. And then look, it's still, still after the, the 13th hole, still minus 2,200 on Morikawa. And then all of a sudden, minus... Oh my God, did that swing. 
It's crazy. This, I, this is also to the why point I talked where about forty though, to one in the last two holes. Last week you were I talked about though. This is what this tournament always makes me nervous every year. You're talking about all these guys taking time off, coming back. You have one of the strongest fields you'll see all year on one of the easiest courses. All it takes is one guy to slip up a couple times, like Morikawa did, and a really good player like Rom can work his way back in. Back in. My goodness, what a swing in the final five holes. We'll come back. Bud Elliott joins us to talk about the college football national championship next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. BetMGM offering college football fans a chance to make the championship game more exciting than ever. Just log into your BetMGM account today and place a $25 point spread bet on the final game, and you'll receive a $10 site credit to use on college basketball. New to BetMGM? Download the app and sign up now to jump into the action with this special offer. Find out why college sports fans choose the king of sportsbooks during the playoffs and all season long. Make a pregame or live $25 point spread bet on the college football championship game and get a $10 site credit for college basketball. Only at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from... This is from uh, Jason, Sparty KY. Oh, we should probably uh, clarify this. He goes, Cocaine Bear? Yes, it's a movie coming out. We should probably clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> the references sometimes get lost. Yes. I was kind of laughing back here because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, Chris just starting a brand new job. I'm sure that's what he wants to hear referenced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick Ollier quote, he said, Also, I had Kelly in my VEASAN host fantasy league, but I lost because the rules state that you lose points when slow on the draw for ad reads. Yes, poor performance from Biddlin last Friday yeah. on the ad, on the take on the ad reads. I hate reading on the air. I don't know what it is. I think he just hates reading and just general. can't read. Maybe I just can't read. I've been lying for thirty-six years. Yeah, and this one, this one, I just want to get this out because we're bringing in Bud Elliott, Motor City Mike. Says I'm hearing a lot of the same takes on Georgia TCU uh, that I did on U of M versus Georgia. Maybe he meant U of M versus TCU. Don't underestimate the heart of Max Duggan. See what Bud Elliott thinks about that from 24-7 Sports and the Cover 3 podcast. Always great to check in with Bud. How you doing, man? Guys, I'm doing well. I'm just uh, here at the uh, coaching convention, so 
there's a lot of a lot of chatter going on last night over, over some beers as to who was going to win and some coaches that had played one of these teams. Uh, I don't think any coach had played both, so everybody kind of has their own opinion on on who will, who will take it home. But it's uh, it's been fun. You you have on the game itself. You have no play side or total. I I played some Georgia minus seven first half. Uh, I, I I thought that was you know, decent value. Kind of. I mean, I think it's there's a couple sevens out there still. They're a little more juiced. Uh, a couple props. I, I thought about playing under. I just kind of want to watch a little bit and maybe play some live under uh, when when that pops. But you know, this is a really interesting matchup to me. I I, I think. Uh, I mean, I've been very pro TCU all year. I I had them twenty eight to one to win the Big Twelve, and luckily I was able to hedge that with Kansas State. And I, I've really liked this TCU team and and feel like I've had a pretty good read on them. But you know, Georgia is a bit of a different beast here, and they have a different quality of player uh, than Michigan does. Yeah, I had a hundred to one on Duggan to win Heisman. I have a fourteen to one on TCU to win it all. Not for one second have I considered that fourteen to one in any way live. Like I really, even even till now, even on the doorstep of it, I think you're right. George is a different animal. I asked this of Chris Valika earlier. I'll ask this of you. If I were to, if, if tomorrow the headlines say either TCU won it all or this game came down to the wire, oh my God, what a game it was! What happened? What did TCU? What was the path for that to happen? So I think TCU has to do what it's done most uh, most of the year, which is to hit explosive plays. Uh, TCU's got some good tackles, and they're they're underclassmen, but they'll probably be NFL players. So they're going to have to neutralize Georgia one on one on the outside. Georgia's edge rushers this year have not been quite as good as they've been in years past. They have to have an effective plan inside for Jalen Carter that doesn't get them burned by the blitz or or elsewhere. They have to hit those explosive plays on the outside, and they probably need Stetson Bennett to throw them a ball a couple times, right? So McCarthy did that for Michigan. They scored twice off, and Michigan still scored 40-something points in that game. Uh, so they probably need some turnovers, and they need to be able to neutralize Jalen Carter on the inside and have their tackles hold up one-on-one on the outside. Because if they're getting beat on the outside, I think they're probably screwed, Gil, because like you're not going to really block Jalen Carter one-on-one mm-hmm. on the interior. You have a couple prop bets, do you, bud? Is that true? Yeah, we, so we, we gave this out on Cover 3 Podcast, which you know will be live in about, about 10 minutes here on our YouTube channel. But we gave out Stetson Bennett over nine and a half rushing yards. And I, I said I liked it up till anything that starts with a two. I, I see it's getting hit a little bit. There's some, what, 14 and a half, 15 and a half. I think Chris just went to 17. I don't know, can we say Chris on, on, on Beeson? But uh, they, I think they just went to 17. Um, I Look, I don't think Kirby Smart is going to let Stetson Bennett throw the ball 35, 40 times in this game. I think they're going to try to scheme up open shots like Michigan did in the latter 40 minutes of that ball game, as opposed to letting him totally read it out. He's a good thrower of the football over the middle of the field, like layering the ball in front of the linebackers or in front of the safeties over the backers, right? But TCU is a tough defense to read. And there's a lot of post-snap reading for TCU that you have to be able to do as opposed to some of the pre-snap stuff because they do so, like they move so much after the snap, they, they show those three safety looks. I suspect that Georgia's going to be a lot of shot plays and if not there, take off and run. So I, I, I like Stetson to, to run the football quite a bit. Stetson over nine and a half yards, if that's still out there, rushing yards. Uh, anything yeah, else? I, I, would, I would still play. I would still play fifteen. You still play fifteen? Yeah, like it, up till it starts starts with the two. Um, the one other thing I, I would think about here, if you want to bet Georgia and, and what the path looks like, I, I think Ad Mitchell probably has a good game. If you go back and, and I listened to our Dogs twenty four seven podcast, right on, on the twenty four seven Sports Network. What was their report out of, out of fall camp? It was that A.D. Mitchell was tearing them up in camp. 
And then he and like that to me, I take note of that because it's hard to tear up Georgia's defense, right? That's a really good defense. He's the one dude in that receiving core who's probably like an NFL guy, like and maybe like, like a high level NFL guy if he develops. So he's back healthy. You saw a bunch of targets go to him in the the, uh, the semifinal. I would expect that they'll be throwing the ball a lot to Andy Mitchell when they throw it in this ballgame. Bud, before I let you go here, um, just a couple questions, because you guys at 24-7 Sports did such a great job, and Cover 3 Podcast did such a great job with the transfer portal that day. You guys were so on top of that and ahead of that, really. Um, do you like the state of college football now more than you did in its traditional form? Like, How do you feel about the playoff next year going into that? I'm not sure where you stand on all of the above. Yeah, so I, I do like the expansion of the playoff, ultimately, because I feel like, I mean, I'm selfish here. I want to work in media for about 10 more years and then retire, right? So I would like fans from all over the country to believe their team has a chance. Even if I don't really think they do, I want the fans to think that they have a chance because that keeps the interest in the sport national. And I think TCU making the title game here is awesome. I think if every if every team out there, when they go to their conference title, is playing for at least some sort of shot to make it, that keeps interest in the sport longer throughout the country. Now, Gil, we have not had a team west of the Mississippi River win a national title since 05 Texas. Like that's Jeez. that's a huge drought, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Like think about it. You know? And people say LSU, like, well, if you if you actually think about where the Mississippi River is, it's literally west of the stadium. So that thus, you know, uh, <laughs> Google it. Anyway, <laughs> I I just think if we maintain this sport nationally, it's good. I do think though that we probably need to move signing day back to the traditional signing day so that we are not like the NFL doesn't stage the draft free agency, the playoff, and all the coach you know, hire fire season all in the same three-week span. And right now in college football, that's kind of what we have. And that is probably the number one gripe here from coaches across the sport. It's we need to make this transfer window shorter or we need to move signing day back. You know, a lot of coaches didn't come to this, you know, the, the AFC at conference I'm at, I'm at right now, which I usually get to see all the coaches I need to see, because they're having to host transfers on campus. And they're like, look, we need to change a little bit of this. The early signing period when it was designed made some sense. And the, you know, the justification for it was, okay, these kids want to have some certainty and get it locked up. The real reason for it was coaches did not want to have to babysit their kids over Christmas, right? But now, with the transfer portal timing, it's kind of jacked everything up. We need to take a look at the calendar of the sport. So playoff expansion, yes. The current calendar of the sport, not so much. But I really appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the uh, national title game tonight. All right, Gil. Do well. Bud Elliott, everybody, at Bud Elliott 3. That's the number three. Cover three podcast. That's the number three. Uh, Chrissy Andrews will join us at the top of the hour for our makeshift guessing lines wild card week. We'll go through all of these games uh, just like we do guessing line style with a look back on everything that happened yesterday. Just a couple other just sort of random football thoughts from yesterday. Uh, Kelly, Sean McVay, so we know Lovey Smith got fired. Sean McVay reportedly. I don't know. I want to say out the door, but rumored to perhaps be on his way out uh, from the Rams yep. a year after winning the national championship. Do you? Super Bowl. Do you? Uh, what did I say? That? Yeah, winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> pardon me, winning the Super Bowl. Would have been impressive too. Uh, both. You know what I mean? He's uh, done. But let me ask you a question about that. You think like the media is giving him a pass on that? I think it's a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Childish. Lame. Yeah. Like who are you, George Hallis? I mean, you want, I, I get it. You sold out. You won a Super Bowl. And now you're what you're, you could be my child. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? It's like the, 
it's well, I can't reach, I can't go in any higher. And it's like, well, Bill Belichick's been doing this a long time. He won Super Bowls and is still doing it. It's kind of part of the job. So I don't know. I guess he's had enough, and he likes the idea of doing TV. So he's he gone. I find it a little off-putting. Let me just say that. Me too. A little off-putting. By the way, I don't know if he could be my child, but I, mean, I would he, if I was, he could be technically. But I would have really done some work early. If you're Rams ownership, who cares, right? If he's saying this stuff, I want him to leave then. Well, yeah, and then who bounces right after that? Aaron Donald. You and I have talked about that. Stafford, Chrissy Andrews, guessing lines, wild card weekend next. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.